0: Uh, Mouse is never going to be the same ever again. So, yeah we're uh doing the thing welcome welcome all right well i am Rico, and i'm corbs
1: and you are listening to BS over a couple of brews sit back and
0: enjoy a brew or two let the bullshitting begin
1: as she said let the bullshitting begin How's that? how are things going, Rick? Everything hey, going good, man? Going pretty
0: good. We're um, finally making our fucking podcast. I know,
1: 10 plus fucking years. <laughs> yeah, I know, oh, shit. I,
0: I still didn't have everything fucking ready. Oh, hey, wow.
1: it's it's all good. So <laughs> so what so what are we drinking, Rick?
0: We are drinking. I've got a uh, Evil Twin brewing. I've got a uh, what is this? The uh, what the fuck? I already forget. The Imperial Donut. Yeah, it's an Imperial Donut stout. And it's breakfast stout is what it is, basically, but 11.5%. <laughs> so it's going to
1: put you on your ass, pretty much, Yay! if you're not careful. Good thing I'm but already here, sitting on my Here's ass, the thing so. is, I know, yeah, but you're at your own house, so <laughs> yeah. it's not... I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's it's kind of whatever, but... I don't have to drive. <laughs> I know, and, and on the on the contrary, yeah, uh, I am drinking... The Hot Chocolate with Marshmallows stout from Shea Brewing, which is out of Akron, Ohio. Yes. And it is a milk stout aged on cocoa nibs. And at the, ed- the very tail end, it's got this nice little habanero spice. And oh, it yeah. is absolutely fantastic. I, I, mm-hmm. You see it, grab it, because it's not very easily, easily found.
0: That's one of those rare ones, probably, because that's the yeah. experimental one.
1: Yeah, he kind of did an from. experimental one. He did yeah. it last year, and, mm-hmm. then, and then he did it again this year. I actually haven't had it yet this year. This one's from last year, mm-hmm. and I had it left over from a, a beer share that I had recently. So
0: Yeah, we didn't get to that one. So <laughs> eh, That's
1: okay. I mean, we didn't get to it, but we uh, we're drinking on. it now, so <laughs> yeah. we'll get to it. Right? All right, so just a little bit about ourselves. Um, Rick and I have known each other for better part of 15, 16 years. Uh, we were mm-hmm. in a band together. Uh, I'll shout it out, even though it's no, no longer existing uh, zombies of midwinter. So if mm-hmm. any of you ever have heard of this or have ever seen us, thank you. That was, that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, Rick and I just, uh, we just decided to go a different direction and now we finally get to do this podcast that we've been talking about for 10 plus years. And mm-hmm. before every, before everybody started doing it and now we're, jumping in the, the fire or if you want to call it that. So. Yeah,
0: now that it's oversaturated, and there's millions upon millions of podcasts. Absolutely. Out there absolutely. <laughs> are there
1: any are there any podcasts yeah. that you listen to regularly that you want to shout out?
0: The No Agenda podcast has, you know, the two hosts are Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. And Adam Curry is the podfather. So, okay. you know, he basically was one of the inventors of podcasting, so you know <laughs> he's got his value for value model. I need to make sure to you know go ahead and get that straightened out. I need to not be a douchebag and you know basically a donate to the no agenda show and anything. But sounds like one you, I yeah, really check but, out I probably ought to there. do that you know before we release this. Yeah, oh for sure. <laughs> so, but, uh, but anyway, so but at any rate, though, yeah, yeah no agenda show. Joe Rogan, you know, the Joe Rogan experience obviously. There's so many others I like to listen to. The Sasquatch Chronicles, you know, yeah. so you're of in that I know, guys, right? you know, yeah, I know. <laughs> but for me, a few, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, so so for me, uh the one that I really that really got me back into the groove, uh it's these there there are metal musicians and they're actually are in a band together and they're not yet, but they're going to be husband and wife and they're in a band called Entheos. They have their podcast every every week, every Wednesday they post. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they have a guest on. It'll be it maybe one of their friends that they're that's actually a musician, or they might have somebody that they Skype or that they FaceTime and then they bullshit with them. But uh yeah, they they're on episode 79. I haven't seen the episode this week, which is this is it's super impressive because they pretty much now everybody does it because of COVID. It was just an easier way to talk to people, you know. Mm -hmm. They continue to do it for a while. They took a break and then they came back and I, I love listening to them and you can Mm -hmm. actually listen to them all over all on like Spotify, on your Apple podcasts. And Mm -hmm. I, I actually get it off of YouTube because I actually like seeing them talk and I actually like seeing them interview and actually, they actually drink a wide variety of beer as well, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. I love that.
0: That's the thing. They do the video thing. We they do, do
1: the video, and he literally. So mm-hmm. this is what I heard. Yeah, is apparently like on one of their last. They they were gonna post an episode, and it didn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah, yeah. So he spilled something, and I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it might have been a beer. He spilled it all over his computer, and it ruined his computer. So they like. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: that's tough so we're they were trying <laughs> to do an
1: episode in the middle of the episode he spilled a beer oh no. i know he's probably <laughs> if, if he ever hears this he's probably gonna be like you asshole why are you talking about this
0: no that no dude
1: fuck. so so then though that what what ended up happening was they were at the time they were filming with their phones oh no yeah so no. then now he's got, they got full cameras hd stuff. cameras and i think this is mm-hmm. might be their third episode with that was just posted this past Wednesday. The third, their third episode that was in these cameras. And I tell you what, it's pretty spectacular. I don't know if well we'll get there. We'll get there at some at some point, but yeah. as of now, we're just starting out. So, Baby steps, anyways.
0: Yeah.
1: So basically, this podcast. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty much just going to be about Rick and I just bullshitting, talking mm-hmm. about you know some experiences that we've had, you know, as as friends for the past almost twenty years, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of it, like basically, this episode will feature probably our. You know, our favorite albums that we we, we enjoy. Uh, One artist that had had a Mm -hmm. a real impact on either of us at at some point in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And then basically bands that you should check out. And we'll also probably discuss beer as well. So pretty Mm -hmm. much whatever whatever we want to talk about. I mean, there's going to be obviously a couple of things we're going to be leaving out just for safety's sake. So, oh,
0: yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. well, yeah,
1: but anyway, but yeah,
0: we'll let the guilty remain anonymous. Yes. Yeah, I, right. I love, I, I love that. All right. All, all right. those sorts of things. Oh, yeah. for sure. For sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Life experiences. We got plenty of those. We're oh, not, no doubt about not a it. A couple of old guys just yet, but we're not nah, yeah, right. Mid to late thirties, So we'll be, we'll be, we'll be good. Yeah.
1: All right. So without further ado, mm-hmm. so Rick, what, three albums would you consider, I guess, to be your either your most listened, your favorite, I don't know if you want to call them favorite, but your ones that you can always go back to, kind of like old reliable that you can always <sighs> trust. Man.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, and, they, and, well. and just so you know, both Rick and I are big metalheads, and it's not, we don't always just listen to metal because there are oh, roots. Yeah, yeah. so... It could be anything, you know, but it's definitely not going to be like, you know, Taylor Swift or anything like that. So, no,
0: no, but I get anyway. people like that stuff, but I don't, yeah. And that's fine. They can go ahead and like it, but i not yeah, going that's, to. That's, that's the thing. I'm not going to talk shit. Music is no, one absolutely of those subjective not. things. Ab- yeah. Totally. It's, it's all relative, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. it's all everybody's, you know, opinions. It's like assholes. Everybody has one. They oh all yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah. Know, yeah. Fuck it. You know, whatever. You know, i Basically, though, yes. What what we like is what we're going to talk about. Obviously, you know, and if it's relevant, yes, yes, yes. But the three albums that I am and you could really just go through damn, them
1: like one by one. I mean, it doesn't. In, 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 <sighs> in, you can give as much description as you want. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm because I've got a couple that are prepared already. So
0: I I probably should have been better prepared, but that's I'll just okay. I'll just fucking just fly by the just, seat just, of my pants. That's, that's what I do. Sometimes anyways. that's the best I mean, way to go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Go for so. It, man. Ha, ah, which ones do I find myself listening to a lot? I more recently I've been getting into the Stoner, you know, psychedelic metal more. So kind of like, you know, heavy on the Black Sabbath influence. A lot, well, there's that. That's the root of it okay. of course. Then, yeah, yeah. So Black Sabbath obviously, you know, that that's the good stuff, but ah, like I've been finding myself listening to Sleep, Dope, Smoker a lot. Like it's one of those things, like I thought, oh, this is gonna be one of those. I have to be in the mood for it. And I'm like, "Ah, turns out I'm just always in the mood for it. So So, I really like that. So I don't
1: know if you remember this, but do you do you remember and I I I think it was yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Do you remember and I think this was like twenty sixteen when you, me and a couple other people for your birthday, Mm -hmm. we went to Lakewood. Lakewood's a, a suburb of Cleveland, just west of Cleveland mm-hmm. and it has a, a a plethora of, of awesome venues and awesome restaurants. Mm-hmm.
0: And it Hopefully was still, I, still yeah. and no, no, they still don't <laughs> okay. no. This yeah. one's still, this
1: one is definitely still open. So mm-hmm. th- we, we went to, we went to this place. It's called LBM, and it's a Viking metal bar, and they actually do play metal, and they have a normal crowd. It's not just like metalheads and scary people or whatever you guys think, want to think metalheads are. They're, mm, yeah. they're actually like the nicest people ever, by the way. And they're not all a bunch they're of They're not Wars assholes, Wars Wars. most
0: of them. Some of them are Satan. Wars
1: yeah, they Wars. are. We try to stay away from those people.
0: I mean, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> any, anyway. Yeah, I know. So
1: I, I, I could be wrong, but somebody, someone actually through the grapevine told me that they like to play... And I, I might be getting this mixed up with another bar, but if not, oh well. One of one of those bars up there, and I believe it was LBM. They would literally put dope smoker on, on one of the nights uh, during the week. Mm-hmm. And they would, and this was pre pandemic, obviously they would play the entire thing for like the last hour they were open.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, we, did we, we went there and they did it that night, didn't they? No. The only time that we were, we, no,
1: okay. that we, the, the waiter told us about it because that's what it was, we were there yeah. at like five or six o'clock and we went for dinner or whatever. And we got crazy cocktail, these crazy cocktails and like, mm-hmm. I, I remember, I remember um, mm-hmm. Adam getting a uh, poutine, which is the fries and the gravy stuff or that whatever it is. Was yeah, that place. You're right. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I got the three chicken legs on the one platter. Mm. Yeah, oh the, and the menu is <laughs> the menu is literally just carved out of a tree, which is awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Love it. That's I oh, fucking forgot all about it. Yeah, that. we That's took right, we took you there. Slabs. We
1: took you there for I think it was for oh. like what?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What birthday would that have been? So 2016. 30, yeah, so 32? five years ago already, 32? yeah. So thirty-two, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so yay, <laughs> so, for,
1: for, yeah. So 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 sleep definitely so for dope. So dope. Hard. So yeah, dope smoker would would be one that you That's, find yourself. Mm-hmm. And apparently, when they were when they were constructing that, they mm-hmm. were so high they just played one riff through the entire thing. That's, Which it totally worked out and the, in yeah. a, actually an earlier release, mm-hmm. they have it separated into like separate songs.
0: Yeah. I saw, Yeah, you know, like a different originally
1: yeah. it was called Jerusalem.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the original. And then they remastered, I think. And then re, they, they, they redistributed it. it yeah. yeah it's
1: one. Like yeah. Cause I actually, funny story is I mm-hmm. actually have two copies of that vinyl. Right. And one of our, mm-hmm. one of our mutual friends actually mm-hmm. gave me a copy Oh yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no. He didn't give it to me, so I actually went to the store.
0: That was Josh, right? No, it's oh, ben. somebody, oh, it was Ben that gave that. So to he okay. didn't actually
1: give it to me. I'm mm-hmm. misspeaking. He, uh, he sold it back to the exchange in North Canton. Oh, you ended up and I getting went it. And fucking bought it.
0: Oh. <laughs> Yeah, nice. And,
1: and, and then ben come, Ben's another guy oh, that no, you guys no. will hear a lot about. He has a lot of influence yeah. on us. Hopefully that isn't like goes. dating
0: a friend's ex or anything like that. Definitely not. <laughs> like, no. Like, you're like, oh like, oh sorry. Like, yeah. it's like but there was hope, hope there's the, no hard feelings there. Oh no 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 and and and,
1: and so then I don't even so yeah. now I actually I had to go get another I mm-hmm. went and got bought another copy mm-hmm. for myself and so that I can listen to it all the way through because mm-hmm. this thing skips Oh, no. so much through it so I'm, it just goes and it just it's not
0: warped it's just skipping it's, it's just got a couple it's produce. got a
1: couple dings on it got a couple scratches <laughs> on it but but the thing is is like I said I have a copy that's playable but anyway mm-hmm. so yeah uh, for me mm-hmm. I would say you know I have I have an album here or there that has you know influenced what I listen to on a regular basis um, the one I'll start with is uh, it's a metal band from uh, North Carolina And Mm -hmm. I'm sure some of you listening have heard of them. A lot of their influence, they have a lot of influences that range all over the place Mm -hmm. from like Queen to like Pink Floyd. They're, they're just, I don't really know how to put it. They just, they're musically just insanely talented. Mm -hmm. Um, So I found out about them in probably, I don't know, 2005 when I graduated high school. Uh, And then I first saw them play their album that came out in 2007 and it was at I don't know if you guys remember this. If you're from this area in Cleveland, Akron area, called Peabody's Down Under, that was in on East 21st. That's in peace. Yeah. R.I.P. 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I saw they then play this album called Colors, which they completely changed their sound, and they and that's pretty much how they sound now. And if you go back to anything that's before Colors. It's completely different style-wise. Mm-hmm. Pretty much since that era, they've had the same consistent lineup, and they've been able to produce the same consistent sound that everybody expects when they mm-hmm. hear it Between the Buried to Me album. Oh, uh, but Colors just had such a vast effect on me because I hadn't heard anything that ridiculous. I was only 21 when I heard it, mm-hmm. and I, my head exploded when I heard it.
0: Oh, yeah, it's been a progression over And the still years to of this day, but...
1: it's, it's probably mm-hmm. one of my top in top 10 listen to albums just because it's basically, if you look at the album and you try to go in and play one song by itself, it does not sound right. It is intended actually to be played as a song and it's a 64 minute song.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Prog metal at its finest right (laughs) there. Progressive metal basically
1: (laughs) is just, everything (laughs) just progresses throughout Mm -hmm. the song and you're almost never going to hear the same uh, riff over. And I mean, you might, but, it's going to be a little bit, they're going to, there's something that's going to be changed in it.
0: Oh it builds. Still. Yeah, exactly. Builds Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: You, yeah, that album is mm-hmm. only in it's, and the thing is clocking in at 64 minutes, it's only eight tracks and the last tracks almost 15 minutes long. So you're definitely get your money's worth.
0: Well, yeah. You're averaging eight minutes a song, basically, mm-hmm. if you average it out. Yeah. And
1: then, I mean, it's know. funny is this, this track seven's like two minutes and there's an absolutely oh amazing <laughs> two, it's a two and a half, three minutes song. I mm-hmm. believe if you listen to it, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm struggling with the name of the track here, but let me find it. It's called v- v- uh, Viridian, and it's almost three minutes long. Mm-hmm. And if you hear it, there, if you can pick it up in the background, the bass player, his name is Dan Briggs, which I used to play bass when I was in the Zombies of Midwinter Band. Mm-hmm. And he is a huge influence on me because his style is so unique. mm mm-hmm. And if you ever see him play live, and how much he does for between the barrier and me, it's just unbelievable. Oh, yeah. and how much yeah. of the just it's—he mm-hmm. actually has a legit like a minute long like bass part where it's just literally him oh, playing. He's
0: really good, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, I don't remember if he's classically trained or. I don't know like that, that either. I have no idea. He's a really solid bass. Player. I mean, he's like. You know, Les Claypool, you know, fucking self-taught and all that. You know, like one of those, you know, just prodigy bass players. But, you know, Dan, you know, you can tell he's really good. Like, you know, he actually practiced, you know, like one of those guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, you know, myself and, you know, I can speak for both of us. You don't have to admit that. Well, you know, I'm a drummer, so, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, I know how to play my instrument, but... Probably if you, should have practiced more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's totally fine. It's totally cool.
1: So I do have a question for you. So I know you you love that album too,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there are probably a lot of our letting, listeners I, that I know I figured us. that
0: was on your list, so I figured it is on I my list. Stay but away surprisingly
1: enough, mm-hmm. that's not my favorite beat between the Barrett and Me album, which I it's will discuss really in another one. at another time. Yeah, yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So if so, I like we're pretty much just gonna run through it here. Like what? Is Another, what's another one for going you going to
0: the next one?
1: Yeah, because we're only going to do like, because right? uh, like there's I have well, a list we're of like, saying 10. three
0: each, basically. Yeah, I mean, so we just like go that. with the three, yeah. you know, that's you know, that's the, the trinity enough. there, of, you know, to start at least. Mm-hmm. For me, if I'm going like absolute roots, I'm gonna say Norma Jean is what we, you and I met over basically, yeah, listening to Norma Jean yeah. years ago. And I was going to ask you which yeah. album that would have been. It was probably Bless.
1: It was uh, Bless the Martyr Kiss the Child yeah. from 2002. That's what um, I thought. So they came out, I believe, mm-hmm. it, it came out in 2002, 2003, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if you saw this, but mm-hmm. they recently, and I haven't been able to find it on, I mean, I'm sure that they've released it. I think they released a full album package somebody out there correct me uh of where they printed all their vinyls and that was the only way you could get the bless the martyr kiss the child on vinyl at, no that, at this time oh, so wow. they just and literally in the last like month and a half month month and a half i'm actually part of a norma Jean uh fan fan group on facebook mm-hmm. and someone in there posted about they're reprinting bless the martyr kiss the child on vinyl so i was like i gotta i'm getting this i gotta get it Cause I don't even I don't even care how much money it is. Oh, dude! Because it was literally like one of the Mm. first albums that got me into like the super heavy like screaming music, you know. So, (laughs) and not knowing that, I went to an Fye and at the mall. Mm-hmm. And my mom sent me off, and I was probably at the time I was probably sixteen.
0: Oh, We're dating ourselves. So
1: my so my mom <laughs> sends me off, and I go to Fye. I don't know mm-hmm. if you if you guys remember those out there. There might be still a couple of them floating around. I don't know. Uh, no, I think <laughs> there might I think there might yeah. be one in the mall still. Yeah. No, nobody goes to the mall anymore. Somewhere, though. Yeah, I, well, especially not
0: in twenty twenty one. But no, <laughs> if they if
1: they do go to the mall, <laughs> they're gonna have to be. They're going to have to be in a fucking hazmat suit. Yeah, know, this, right? But that's, but that's depending on everybody's day. cautionary level. Whatever. But
0: yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I'll be nice, but yes. Yeah. But yeah, so at yeah. any rate. Yeah. So yeah, she
1: sends me to, mm-hmm. she's like, go do what you want. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, they used to have uh, listening stations. So you could go to the listening station and they had about, I don't know, 10 or 12 pre-programmed albums mm-hmm. in the, <laughs> in, in where the headphones were. And you could literally go in and press one, two, three, or whichever one you wanted to go mm-hmm. listen to. So I, I, this one guy, I'm walking out. He literally looks at me and he goes, "Dude, holy shit!" He goes, "Listen to number two or three or whichever." I don't, you know, yeah. I don't remember the number, but <laughs> he's like, "It's heavy as fuck," and they're Christian. And I was like, "Wait, what?" I was like, I've never heard anything like this before. Are you allowed to say
0: fucking Christian in the same sense?
1: <laughs> I just did. I, I mean,
0: I am guessing that's what he said. But... I know, but the thing is, <laughs> is like, they, Wait, what? so their their
1: lyrical content is now completely different because the, yeah. the current vocalist does is he's Yeah it yeah. was right it, he actually what actually ended up happening mm-hmm. was after they recorded Bless the Martyr Kiss the Child, they actually went and he and he and Josh, I believe his name is Josh Scrogan Scrogan. I believe I so. he uh I'm pretty sure he left after they recorded that. And then oh, what, ended right was, yeah, yeah, right. what ended up happening was, yeah, what ended up happening, they were on tour. They mm-hmm. would get fans to come up and sing the lyrics to the songs.
0: What? Because he wasn't there. They didn't have a singer. Oh, so they just had a good fan following. They had everybody singing They had the them, songs. like they had one of those huge festivals, and then you can, awesome. yeah, you can yeah, you can oh look at my it up. God, that's yeah, how that f- I didn't see, I didn't even hear that. Like, oh, I was <laughs> reading it in an article. Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: wow. And it was and, and it was from the current singers talk, talking about how the uh, the kids would go up on stage and it would just literally be fans of the band and they would you know scream the lyrics and it's absolutely insane. It blows my mind, but. Um, yeah, so now that the you know the current mm-hmm. singer everything's a little bit different but so going back to my story and I heard I heard a song called face face and there's a colon in between face and face and I was like I've literally never heard anything mm-hmm. like this before in my life and and it's pretty much uh, just changed ever since but yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, and and what's what's also funny about Norma Jean is mm-hmm. They actually used to be called Ludacris, not to be confused with the rapper. Oh,
0: yeah, that's and right. He's,
1: yeah. And, and it was actually spelled L-U-T-I <laughs> with a dash in the middle, K-R-I-S-S. Mm-hmm. And they actually came out with, I believe, a couple albums, and I could be wrong there. But...
0: It was at least one I know that, but yeah, it did, way, they, <laughs> way, way
1: different, way different sound than Norma Jean. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs>
0: well, that is actually
1: in my in my albums, but I'm not going to talk about that. They're
0: one not today. the first band that's done that, though. I mean, you know, Burn the Priest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that one's. God, one's uh, they basically changed that one because you, it was you, more marketable. So, <laughs> there's a video
1: floating around. There's a video floating around on on the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. You got to go check it out. You everybody out there listening, you got to go check this out too. Mm-hmm. So. Randy actually talks about his beginnings in Burn the Priest and how he recorded all the vocals in like one day or like 10 hours. they needed like <laughs> 10 awesome. hours to record or something it was really mm-hmm. insane. <laughs> um but he that band actually obviously turned into the I would just say it's metal uh, mainstream everybody knows if you mention Lamb of God everybody oh, knows yeah. what you're talk what they're talking mm-hmm. about. So it, it's it's pretty much they're pretty much a household name. Oh yeah. Back I remember in 2002, 2003 when I found out about it mm-hmm. someone Someone coined it and said that they're this generation's Slayer. I don't know if that's the case now.
0: I, I yeah, I don't know. I, that's that's a little that's, bit, but, of that's, a jump but they for me jumped. A they they they
1: did. jumped ahead a little bit just because they were they got big really fast.
0: They did, and I I still like them, and I don't want to talk a bunch of shit. And anything, but you know, the whole thing with Chris Adler kind of just you know left a sour taste in my mouth. I'll be nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep
1: it keep it cool. But do you know who recorded their second album? Do you do you remember me telling you this before? The, it, oh yeah, I, yeah, that was Devin. Devin yeah. Townsend recorded, and he didn't he take it seriously. That, yeah, <laughs> he was really upset because now <laughs> they're like fucking huge. He's a perfectionist, and, and,
0: and a good like it's a good thing. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it to no. The, it,
1: it actually sounds it actually <laughs> sounded amazing. Yeah. Um, so that actually how I discovered that band is a, is a story for another uh, episode. Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll let that be something else, but just a tease on later topic. Okay? Absolutely. <laughs> right. So
1: I'll jump. I'll jump yeah. and and. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with my my next one, and then I'll uh, mm-hmm. I'll jump back to you, Rick. Uh, so my my second one that I'm gonna talk about today, this one is, I would say, is probably still to this day, mm-hmm. probably my second favorite album of all time, mm-hmm. and I've actually probably seen this band probably more than Rick. Um, they're from Detroit, Michigan. Black Dahlia Murder. Oh, I'm yeah, actually absolutely. wearing their gorilla shirt right now.
0: <laughs> nice, yeah. And <laughs>
1: yeah, that 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 man mm-hmm. has a special place uh, for, for sure. me, just because those dudes are so cool. I've actually met a few of them. You know, the, all the lineup changes that they've had over the years. But mm-hmm. <laughs> the album that actually got me into Black Dahlia because I actually heard about them. Mm-hmm. You're gonna are gonna get a big kick out of this. So I think it was 2004 when Unearth released uh the oncoming storm mm-hmm. and they had a one of those like you know two three like music videos oh you know no no you know what it was yeah. so i actually found this at the exchange it's basically like a place where people bring their used stuff and then they sell it and other people buy it it's basically just like it kind of like mm-hmm. a round robin kind of like that so what ended up happening was i bought this sampler for a dollar and the first song on there was Unearth.
0: Oh, nice. Okay,
1: and the, which is another hard, mm-hmm. their hardcore metal band from Mass- Boston, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So, I what I ended up doing was they had Black Dahlia had a song on there, and I was like, man, this is too heavy for me. I don't know how if I can handle this. You know, it's a
0: little too early because this, huh? this is after right
1: after discovering Norma Jean. I'm like, ah, I pump quite the little bit. quite warmed up to that. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And it was Funeral Thirst by the Black Talia Murder, mm-hmm. and that song. Now the fact that I am listening to it now is actually one of my favorite songs. But mm-hmm. so now we're going back to what I was talking about before. Probably my favorite all time album from Black Dolly mm-hmm. Murder is the Nocturnal album okay. that came out in two thousand seven. Um, I just it's mm-hmm. it's it's when they found their sound, and you know they because they had a lot of they even after that they still had a lot of lineup changes. You know with her, I don't know four or five albums, six albums they released after that one. Nice. They just. Mm-hmm. Every time they just hammered it out. There's not one album that's bad. I mean, you know, obviously you'll have those people who want to rate them and be like, "Oh, this one's way better than this one." Blah 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 blah. blah you know, but whatever. <laughs> so, but yeah, for mm-hmm. for me, it was Nocturnal. I know a lot of Black Tie Murder fans out there will be like, "Yeah, that's mine too," and they'll probably give me shit. You know, uh, for, it's, once again, it's crapshoot it's man. Relative. It's all subjective. <laughs> it's yeah It's all exactly. subjective.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: But yeah, just. Mm-hmm just everything about that album just i uh, just blew my mind the lyrics mm. if you if you actually go through and read the lyrics of Trevor Cernad, the oh, vocalist yeah. for the Black Dahlia Murder he is mm. pure he is a pure fucking genius
0: yeah it isn't he is isn't just no he people say you know he
1: it, it is it yeah. is to the amateur ear i know but man. if you actually go read his lyrics he mm. literally is like a he's like a poet yeah and it's like he's using words that I've never heard or ever seen in my life, oh, and yeah. I have to look them up.
0: Well, he was an English major, so I mean Absolutely. that helps. And I mean, yeah. it so definitely does. That oh, does it help does. when you're a lyricist. I mean, you know. it
1: does. But I'm telling you, man, like <laughs> yeah. it's it. And yeah. the thing yeah. is, is it just it just flows.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: I really don't know how to put. And then just everything else about it, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just it's kind of in your face. melodic mm-hmm. death metal. I mean, it's pretty much they pretty much set the standard. Oh yeah,
0: now. Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm all right so you 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 can the listeners can't see you know but (laughs) the uh one of my absolute favorites and yes it did get weirded up at the end of you know their their life lifespan there and everything as far as you know being a band but chimera you know, local another basis, band.
1: Another basis for our, from from how him and I know each other. Like
0: th- this was like early on. You know, shows that we. You know, not this isn't like a. You know, pat ourselves on the back. You know, like oh my god, we've gone to so many shows, but like we've gone to a lot of shows. Over Hundreds. The years. Yeah, not we're not gonna say thousands, but hundreds. You know, a lot. That's a lot of shows. A lot of people don't go to that many shows. We were going to at least one or two shows a week for a while there. And back in crazy. our back in our like younger twenties. Back, back <laughs> yeah. in our
1: like mid twenties. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally, if we were not at a show on a Friday or a Saturday night, if we were working, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, that's gonna be oh, that's gonna hinder it a little bit. But um, mm-hmm. him and I would go. You know, just being on a whim, I'd be like, Hey, uh, so and so is playing at. Peabody's or so-and-so's mm. playing at uh, CSU, like, which we, I know I didn't see very many that shows there. I saw a couple, but mm-hmm. uh, trying to think of this. What, what, what other What other places? Oh, so our first show mm. that we saw was Chimera Christmas. I, I believe it was five or six when oh, they headed yeah. it for two nights, and it was the Odeon.
0: Mm-hmm. We had never <laughs> been to the Odeon. And it was yeah. up right on the flats. And, and this was before they fixed it all up. And it, it was, was a Scooby-Doo yeah. ghost town and Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. But
1: uh, so, so we're, we literally, we go in there and there was two nights. So we went on, mm. I believe we went on night two. I think it was either, but but, but I'm but I'm not. And that was right sure. before
0: they shut the Odeon down. If they I'm shut not it mistaken. down, and that's
1: they reopened it back like, up again. Probably I yeah. don't you know three years ago.
0: <laughs> it was one of those we were like, this place is fucking awesome, and then they were like, nope, just kidding. <laughs> and then we were like, wait a minute, what's this other place? Oh, the, the Peabodys. Oh, this place is similar. It's larger. Okay. Whoa! The bathroom is a disaster. So yeah, don't ever. <laughs>
1: that was that was it. That was yeah. That yeah. was a lot of fun. That was
0: kind of a running joke. You yeah. <laughs> know. So what I
1: for, actually forgot to mention
0: mm-hmm. was
1: that we we did say that Peabody's closed down in 2013. So the last show that Rick and I ever saw at Peabody's was Between the Buried and Me. That was and amazing, I had mentioned man. Between what the man. Buried and Me earlier in this in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he. It's funny because Rick and I went. We did. You know, we took our. You know. Picture in front of it because we're like sad that Peabody's is closing and stuff. So might we? We mm-hmm. also brought a good friend along who I haven't seen. Shout out to John John Duplain. I haven't oh, seen him in yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to a uh, we all three of us went, and it was a, an absolute blast. Like mm-hmm. it was literally like a show for a lifetime, and it was the last time I would step foot in that place. Mm-hmm. The next time I see it, it's getting demolished to the ground for a parking deck. So
0: yeah, but yeah. I think that was that. Was that that last show when we were walking from the the parking lot was down the road? I think we ended up having to park further this is out before the show.
1: That you're, I think you're referring to the
0: the one where he reached into the guy's <laughs> yeah, window no. because like the guy was being like you know kind of a dick we, anyway. We thought
1: we thought at, we thought <laughs> and, John so. <laughs> So just to give you a little background. <laughs> John was a uh, was one of the nicest people that that I've ever met, and he was mm-hmm. a great friend. I haven't seen him in a couple I years.
0: Really hope he's doing
1: good. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I already he's doing okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, ran into some, a former coworker a couple of days ago, and that's he good, said he yeah. hasn't talked to him in about a couple of years. So um, yeah, I don't know.
0: that's a long time. Yeah. Well, he, and the
1: thing is, is he was a manager. He's a manager yeah. now oh, at the, at great, the one yeah. in the mm-hmm. area that it's in Akron. Yeah. yeah, yeah in Copley, yeah. what's in basically basically like I want we'll to call it West Akron? Yeah. Yeah. No. So Mm. he's a manager at this bar that we go to that serves like awesome craft beer. They have an awesome bourbon selection. I won't won't name it, I won't boot my name. But um, so we started out working at a location that's in, that's a little about 25, 30 minutes south. Mm. And we met John there. I met John there. I used to work with him night Mm. shift. And now this other guy, he was, he used to be a food runner, which he would take food out to the tables and stuff. Mm. So we would always get crap from all the servers because we would be playing that devil screaming music. They would never almost ever, like after about two years of him and I working together, they would try to split mm. us up <laughs> because they knew that, that, I mean, we would get shit done. We would get shit knocked out and we'd be standing around mm-hmm. and then they would be like, Oh, you can, you know, you can only play your music for like, you know, like, Two or three hours when all the customers are leaving, so we would play the worst shit possible. Like, yeah,
0: you may know, as well like, make it work worth it then. Yeah, yeah and like
1: even our yeah. managers would walk back and be like, "Oh my god, what is this? It literally <laughs> sounds like Satan himself."
0: <laughs> so what was it like, fucking? What the oh, hell? Oh no!
1: One? So <laughs> the first band that he actually introduced me to <laughs> was a band for, uh, it was a melodic death metal yeah. band called Skyfire.
0: Skyfire, okay, yeah, I remember. And
1: that, the yeah. first time I met him, he goes, "Dude, mm-hmm. he's like, you're a metalhead too," and I was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "I was like," but <laughs> I I listen to like the mainstream stuff. He's like, "No, you got to listen to this." And he gave me Skyfire. Everybody, go check out Skyfire, please. Do it. Do yourself a favor. It is awesome. Mm-hmm. They're very, very super underrated band. Skyfire, all one word.
0: I need to actually go back and listen to him again. Yeah, I
1: have it. I actually, have, I was yeah. actually playing it the other day. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Go mm-hmm, check it mm-hmm. out. Hell yeah. Anyway, so so yeah, again, I know mm-hmm. we kinda got off track there, nah. but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So basically if you're if you're into the heavier music, I would recommend Black Tell Your Murder. Mm-hmm. Not even hesitate. I actually got to see them live this year, which was very surprising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't think I was ever going to see a concert again because of rant rant. I won't say it. No, oh, yeah. but uh, mm. because of certain yeah. things. But um, the koof is the kids are calling it. I yeah, I won't. I won't. I won't on divulge the, any further.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. Nah, nah.
1: So anyway, I got, to, is, I got yeah. to see them live and they were absolutely mind blowing mm-hmm. again. And it is, it felt so good. And when I got to go see a concert again, I was mm-hmm. like, uh, what am I doing? I haven't seen a concert in almost two years. Hopefully. Uh, I
0: think eventually it's going to smooth out a little
1: I bit. Pretty, mm-hmm. i pretty, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain that it will as well. Um, so Rick, mm-hmm. if, so if you have another album, yeah. Uh, what, what, what I would say, what would be another album that you would say you could probably, if you actually had a, like a, say like a vinyl player, vinyl record player, what would you, what if, if you had it on vinyl? What would you put on? Would it be like something like Tool? Would it be something like Pink Floyd? Or probably would you Pink
0: know? Floyd. I would, so I okay. was actually thinking of was Pink okay. Floyd, and I would say probably either Metal or Echoes. Like, okay, like those are two mm-hmm. of my favorite albums. So
1: what would what I don't know if you remember this me telling you or this? But. Metal
0: or Echoes. Metal, yeah. Metal,
1: yeah. So I actually own first pressing of Metal. M E D D L E for you listeners out there who don't know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, which is funny because we were saying we're metalheads and it's like <laughs> that one sounds so, like metal. But so, yeah, that's metal so and yeah. then metal.
1: So, yeah, that album pretty much is, is <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember Rick telling me about it. He's like, dude, he's like, you haven't heard of metal? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, the <laughs> oh, yeah. he's like, dude, the the Pink Floyd album. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, and it's it has the song that one of these days I'm gonna tear you into little pieces.
0: Yeah, I going to cut you up into little pieces. Yeah, that
1: that and that uh that singing. album is absolutely mind blowing mm-hmm. for something that came out that long ago to to be still this relevant that it is today.
0: Oh, they were way way ahead of their time. Really. A
1: lot of a lot of stuff that we will yeah, talk yeah. about on this podcast will be artists that were just way 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 ahead of your time and. It, in an anybody's time,
0: well, we tend to gravitate towards those, just because like, they're you know, so unique. It's when they grab our attention, and this isn't to sound jaded or anything, but like uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. Like, and this is uh, as a music consumer, I guess I, I don't ever want to be like you know everybody's music sucks, and you know, <laughs> you know, like we're like the the metal hipsters or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, if we sound like that, oh, like some elitist fuckhead or something, mm-hmm. but. But like when it, it's really got to grab my attention, and I'll speak for myself, and it's one of those ah, uh, like it, that's where the prog, you know, prog metal and prog rock, like yeah. so the two examples, I guess, for prog, you know, A, an example is Tool for prog metal, yeah, and then Pink Floyd for prog rock, and it's mm-hmm. funny I never really like early on in my you know miss you know music listening years. You know, I try not to put labels on things because you're just, just want to listen to music, just want to enjoy the music. Yeah. You know? Like that. I that's totally what I try it. to do.
1: And then you start seeing everybody else's but opinions. Then, and, but
0: then yeah, you yeah. start kind of like, you know, after a while, you start kind of like going, well, why is it that I like this? And then you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, BT BAM, you know, this is, you know, between the buried and me for anybody that doesn't, you know, got to keep up, guys. You know, yeah, bullshit over a couple of brews here. Come on now. <laughs> But I, I mean, you know, the
1: drink beer I'm drinking it's eight percent. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm keeping. But it like
0: up. BT BAM, you know, and you know TB TBM, yeah you know, or no, no the the oh TBDM. I'm already fucking up our own lingo yeah you know here. BDM, it's just BDM. BDM. Black it's just BDM. Yeah. Yeah. You can say TBDM. Not, but, not BDSM, but you know oh, sh- BDM. Oh man, come on. <laughs> That's a collector's mouse. I can't buy this mouse anymore. Fuck, my oh, fuck. bad. I shouldn't have it by you, apparently.
1: <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna shoot the beer was gonna yeah. shoot out like that.
0: Thankfully it's a really good mouse. Hopefully it didn't go down in
1: it. Yeah, I'm the I'm I'm the asshole right now.
0: But yeah, so you know, so BDM, not BDSM for all you crazy kids out there. But you know, basically, um, I'll just blow it out with the air before it dries. But uh, yeah, so you know, sorry about that <laughs> it's all right I'll just take a break real quick and go hit it with the air real quick just to get it out before it dries otherwise' fu- you know it'll be fucked if I don't but the uh so BDM, you know black dahlia murder yes but uh once you start figuring out like the types of music that you tend to gravitor- you know gravitate towards absolutely that you kind of get a sense and like you're know, like oh okay yeah, yeah yeah all right like that's the you know you, you, you get a feel for the type of music that you like and, I mean, and metal for Pink Floyd was one of their heavier albums. And I mean you know, everybody you know that knows Pink Floyd immediately goes, Oh, the wall or Dark Side of the Moon. Well yeah. Pink Floyd themselves are kinda like you know, and I I don't mean to always go off of the band's opinion of their own albums, right. but like the guys are all kind of like, eh, you know, the wall for them and dark side of the moon was when they started to really blow up in popularity. And that's when they kind of started to kind of be like, eh, cause they were, you know, they started off, you know, when Sid Barrett was like, you know, this is like early pink Floyd, correct. Like crazy, like really like, you know, obviously now we know Sid Barrett had, you know, you know, mental issues and everything, you know, like, you know, mental illness and everything, but, you know, I think he basically had schizophrenia if I remember right, but
1: Uh, it was something really serious basically, Mm -hmm. but he
0: was, you know, he, he's lost his shit and and basically that was what influenced their early on stuff. And that's what Mm -hmm. they really enjoyed making was the crazy, really, you know, it was a real like weird nuanced kind of music and I think so. And if,
1: and if anybody could have just, listen to side B Mm -hmm. of metal. I mean, it is a fucking trip. Mm -hmm. Echoes is an absolute trip. I remember the first time I put that thing on, I was like, Mm -hmm. what is going on? And I actually feel, like Mm -hmm. I said, I kind of feel privileged to the fact that I was able to find, you know, a first press of metal. Mm -hmm. And it it was the Kate, the case wasn't really in that great of shape, but I will say that the record was pretty it was it was obviously made differently than it is now it's now they tend to make them like it seems like it's a little thicker the quality is a little better oh it,
0: as far as the thickness
1: of yeah because I because the yeah. the vinyl that I have from them is very thin but it,
0: it that was the older stuff mm-hmm. right Cause then the 180 gram stuff and really like you know. I actually had Dark it, Side of the Moon. It could as also be, and I don't think the needle is going to make a vinyl thinner. It's only wearing into the groove. Anyway, correct,
1: correct. It just is the material that was. It was. It seems like mm, it was different, um, but I will was, say yeah. that it is. It's. Uh, it's literally sounds like what the artist wanted. It, wanted it to sound like. Oh, it basically. sounds like you are actually there listening to them playing this live. It is oh, insane. Dude, yeah.
0: That, that is kind of, you know, and this is one of those things, you know, like that's you know, why I
1: gravitate towards <laughs> vinyl.
0: I, I'll, I'll give my two cents and then I'm going to step away for a second here, but basically, yeah, with like the like vinyl and stuff, like, and I know that, you know, some people don't get it, they think, oh, fucking grandpa's, you know, media and everything, yeah, right? But basically, vinyl, it is absolute analog and everything, and like, oh, that's no where. Doubt people don't yeah and i, I get it it's, it's a whole thing and you know with like the you know the whole lo-fi and all that shit ah fuck it whatever yeah you know, we don't even really need that anyway but this computer is just having it's, it's having a fit yeah it hasn't been on in a while so it's like it's like, it's like oh, oh oh i'm on and have an internet connection No, but the uh, with, with with the the vinyls and everything analog, mm-hmm. you get to hear stuff that you know with digital. The uh, bit rate basically, yeah. like, and it, this has always been kind of a thing anyway. Like CDs are like the next in line because they're actually the all the information absolutely, but quality that step doesn't... up from that is the analog is like, you can hear every little thing. And unfortunately you can hear every little thing and you can hear all the little pops and the cracks and stuff. And, and sometimes that that's the best over time, but mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of a, it's a, a nuanced thing that, you know, If that's it's, it's a comfy feel for anybody that has an appreciation for the vinyl and, really, and I need to get into it a lot more. I'm going to have to actually get a good turntable. I had I, a I, cheap one do you, do you, and then it fell. <laughs> I was going
1: to say, so Yeah. to anybody out there, uh, sure if fucked. you have any suggestions mm-hmm. for uh, Rick, we will be, you know, towards yeah. the end of this episode, we will be you know, uh, sending you guys out an email address to send out if you have any questions or anything for us or Mm -hmm. anything you guys want us to talk about or whatever on the podcast. So eventually what our, our plan is to have guests, uh, obviously right now, this is our first episode, so we're not going to have, we're not going to have guests as of yet. I mean, we're just basically, you know, introducing us to introducing you guys to, Who we are, you know, what we listen to, what we like to do, what we like to talk about. But anyway, uh, so back to what I was back to what he was saying about Pink Floyd. um, Pink Floyd is absolutely one of one of the bands that we basically him and I both gravitate to, just because it is so Mm -hmm. just it just it's just gener it goes from generation to generation, and as long as you educate educate your kids about awesome music and yeah, I know all music is subjective, but seriously, just, I, I just, just do your own thing yeah, I and mean, come up with your own, come up with your own opinions on stuff. Don't let anybody else tell you what to listen to. Um, cause you are your own person. So
0: well, yeah, it's and also, you know, don't force your kids to listen to your music. I, I, I chose to listen to the music that my dad did. And it turned out I really enjoyed it too. You know, Pink Floyd is like his absolute favorite band. And of course he raised me, you know, raised me right. I say it jokingly, you know, tongue in cheek, but you know, like Jimi Hendrix, you know, the doors, I don't know. Like Hendrix is, I, is, know, is Hendrix a list was a big for me. One. That's, that's definitely like top of the we list. We could have a
1: whole episode about Hendrix and how for much, sure. how much, how big of an impact he had on the music scene mm-hmm. in general the fact that he played his guitar backwards he set his guitar on fire on stage all oh, a bunch of things
0: but oh well yeah i mean that's all that stuff but like
1: he's just he, he was just a he he was a man before his time pretty much at least for me it seems that way mm-hmm. uh, and and being as it may i have i actually own i'd say somewhere around 10 12 of his uh records you know and i th- i feel very good about saying this is that i actually have a couple records that my my dad introduced me to hendrix back in the day and then i kind of went back to it as i got older mm-hmm. and there are a couple records that i actually own that he's never heard of and like i said we'll another at another time another place we'll go we'll, we'll jump back into hendrix but uh oh yeah
0: I mean, with some that, some of that was not released stuff too. Oh, and that's further. see, that's
1: the best part is yeah. is you rediscover some of his jams that he had with some musicians, you know, and it, you just it's just I don't know. For me, it's just mind blowing mm-hmm. for what he did for that time period and how advanced because nobody else was doing what he was doing, and that's just that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. So we'll move on, and this will be my last album of of this of this episode. This one had, I would say, this one probably had, and this is more recently for me discovering this band, probably in the last, I don't know, seven eight years. Uh, this is a band called Death. I know the name is pretty just like in your face. Uh, Rick it's and meant attest. To be. It, it's meant to be, because mm-hmm. originally when they started out, they were, I would, I would want to say that, you know, there's a couple bands that started death metal. And one of them was actually, obviously, Death. And then when they release an ba- album called "Scream Bloody Gore," which that was pretty much their reason for being called Death at that point. And the the album for me that actually, you know, just I it is it's still ahead of its time. I don't even know if there's anything, at least in my opinion, that has been so just at least just so ahead of its time. And Rick, you can, you can actually attest to this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's death's album, uh, individual thought patterns. I'm actually oh, yeah. wearing, I'm actually wearing an individual thought patterns hoodie right now. And just the, just this out, al- this, this mastery of this album is just insane. I mean, you got, you got the, the, basically the Godfather, in my opinion of death metal, Chuck Schuldiner. On vocal, lead vocals, lead guitar. You might be, maybe we might want to say he's on rhythm or lead. He does leads too. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so he, for the for basically, basically, give you a little bit of background. What he likes, what he liked to do is every album he liked to pretty much change and progress their sound, and they put out something that nobody had ever heard before. And still, I don't think very many people have heard anything like the individual thought patterns. Um, so what they did was. And they actually have a DVD out where they explain everything about how Chuck was and how nice of a person he was. And then, you know, with this whole individual thought patterns, it was basically like, you know, they didn't you didn't really have like super groups. But if you had this nowadays, you probably would consider this a super group. I mean, what oh, do you think? What sure. do you think, Rick?
0: I, I would say it was a super group by, you know, well, I mean, because I mean, it, if you, you, was you put that it this before way, Gene Hoagland was in it. No, that else? was the first
1: album. Uh, he was actually in a band called Death Angel.
0: He was in Death Angel before that. Okay, that's
1: right. So he yeah. basically heard that, you know, Chuck, would, he knew Chuck before this. Okay, yeah. And he basically said, you know, uh, he's like, Chuck called him up and he was like, hey, um, he's like, I want to come play drums for the for us on this album or whatever, you know, we're, we're doing. And he's like, it's yeah, basically, nobody's ever heard anything like this before. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't even believe, like, what they were creating. Mm-hmm. And then they brought in a bass player named uh, Steve DiGiorgio. Okay. And he, it was, honestly, it was the f- it was one of the first times I think that we anybody had been introduced to mm-hmm. uh, a fretless bass. I mean, I'm sure that it was out there before, but at least at least for me,
0: right. Well, this was pretty early on.
1: 19, ni- yeah. June twenty second, nineteen ninety three is when the album That's was released. Right. Yeah, um, and it was released by Relativity, Relativity Records. That's right. Yeah. And it is the only album mm-hmm. to feature Andy LaRock from uh, King Diamond. So oh, basically, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, there's a song on the album that is just, and it's probably one of my favorite songs, mm-hmm. and it's called Trapped in a Corner. There is literally a middle part where he plays this unbelievably soft solo, and he comes in, and it's just like he just nails it. Like, Absolutely what? nails it, and I heard it. <laughs> And I and honestly, I didn't realize who was mm-hmm. playing guitar on this album, other than Chuck, because Chuck you can hear right. if you if any of you listeners out there know Chuck is just all over the place. He is oh, yeah. very he has his own style. Mm-hmm. So if you hear Andy come in, you'll know it's him because it's Chuck's. It, Chuck doesn't play like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could, but it wouldn't be him.
0: But it, you can tell the difference between the two absolutely. guitarists, of course. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Oh, That's yeah. Awesome. Okay. And you can definitely tell it's Gene. Mm-hmm. Hoglin <laughs> yeah, playing, playing the drums. The
0: of course. Yeah. Dude
1: is a fucking machine <laughs> yeah. behind the kit. I mean, just go listen. Seriously, go listen to Death Angel. Yeah. Go listen to Strapping Young Lad. And then also go listen to... Um, Metal, uh, Metalocalypse, or you want to say Death Clock, the yeah. Adult Swim band. can't probably I, can't say Adult Swim, but oh fucking well. Fucking
0: Gene cracks me up, you know. Like that's that old school, you know, like wearing big old heavy, you know, jean pants and you know, fucking big old steel-toed boots, oh, yeah. and everything. and to listen to his footwork, what he does and everything, like you know, obviously like now like all the uh, you know what the the extreme death metal bands and stuff now oh yeah everybody you know the drummers you know as a drummer you know i pay attention to this stuff of course but like you know the the gym shorts and like you know you know about you know ballet shoes basically you know a lot of these like you know drummers anymore it's like you know it's such a stark difference oh absolutely like fucking gene hoagland you know he's like whatever you know got my work boots on fuck you
1: he pretty like, much just marches to the beat of his own drum.
0: That is so awesome. No like, pun intended. I, no, I, and that's it's it. Cracks me up every time because like whenever I watch a video, I'm like, "Holy fuck, that's right! That's what he's wearing to do that." I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> like, I'm over here. I'm like, I gotta have my fucking Converse on. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so, and, and, so
1: basically, the album, mm-hmm. and I'm not even sure if Rick even knows this, but the yeah. album was actually mm-hmm. described as an angry record.
0: From oh, Chuck's
1: from Chuck's standpoint, it was an angry record. Well, I don't know if I mm-hmm. say it was Chuck's standpoint, but yeah, the manager, their manager at the time, which I'm going to talk about here in a minute, because he had such a big effect on uh, all the stuff after Chuck passed away of brain cancer in 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. His name was Eric Grief. Uh, he said he described it basically as angry, an angry record, and it was a tribute, He attributed it, and I'm citing. I'm going to cite Wikipedia. Yeah. Basically, saying that. His his record was a conflict with him, and they had a conflict because the uh they 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 did they butted heads a lot. But Eric, in, in itself, he basically helped out Death, you know, found yeah, the record, yeah. you know, and anybody out there can correct me. He's a good
0: manager. Me. He didn't agree with every little thing just because. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. kind of
1: brings me to my next point, and it's kind of it's it's awesome how you know some things work out. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening recently? was uh Eric had Eric actually had passed away from cancer and he what this guy did it, it it's it's just mind-blowing I'm sure Chuck would be is is probably shining down sh- like looking down and be like I can't believe this guy actually did this for me mm-hmm. so what Chuck did what he did for Chuck and what he did for death is he basically went to a, a relapse records which is an independent it's a it's a very, I th- I th- I want to say it's it's at least for me it's well known and independent label, yeah. And yeah. they put out pretty much anything from, uh, they put out they still put out like death metal, you know, uh, they put out like do a lot of doom, real slow sludge metal. Okay. Um, they also put out, how I don't, how would you classify? Rick, you could probably help me out with this. How would you classify the? It's a two piece band from Pittsburgh they're called zombie with an eye and they do like movie soundtracks. And uh, how would you classify would that?
0: It, like it's basically ambiance or in, like what, oh, what well, fuck, what would you call that? Like, ah, uh, yeah, I know. That's a tough one to like, <sighs> You're you're a lot better with the the subgenre right. labeling. No, I right? know. I of was course trying course.
1: to. I was I was trying to.
0: Ambiotic. It, it's like metal so, or like. Okay,
1: so thematic. it's an instrumental rock band, but they'd they use a it? lot. Uh, it's just a two piece band. Yeah. They use a lot of like. Uh, they use a lot of like synthesized synthesized noises and and I, it's, I'm I'm pretty I'm it's, pretty it's bad at this like one too. Th-
0: like movie music. Kind yeah, they they of. do it a lot of music for feel. soundtracks. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, like uh, that's yeah. You know, it's hard to really. Yeah, you know, yay labels. Yeah, yeah see, yeah,
1: we, we're, <laughs> we're I'm pretty like, good with some labels, but them.
0: Nah, no.
1: Yeah, I would. I almost yeah. would put it at this point. I would say because they put out an album in 2020, and it's just called Zombie Zombie 2020, mm-hmm. and it's like I said, it's a lot. It's instrumental. I would just basically call it instrumental rock.
0: Okay. Right.
1: And and it's and it's it's just the bass player, the drum drummer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bass player is 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 doing a lot of the keys. Okay, all right. I believe. Yeah. I, I believe. I could be wrong.
0: So they're just probably just multi-tracking it then, and they don't do this live. I wouldn't think. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Not. If they have, have to go, some have pre-recorded to go backing track, maybe I would. I have, I'd have
1: to, I that that's another band that I would love yeah. to see live. So, anyways, yeah. going back to mm. what I was talking about. So Eric Grief had passed away this past week. Week or so ago, yeah. and what he did for Death is insane, at least for me. Mm-hmm. So outside of Death's record, Symbolic, he went to Relapse Records, and I believe it was under a different title. Meaning what he what he wanted to like, hold, it was some kind of because he was in charge. I don't even know if you know this. He was in charge of basically his estate after he passed away.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So what ended up happening, what he did for them is he went actually and asked Relapse to basically repress or reprint all of their albums
0: that's awesome on
1: cd Mm -hmm. with all the extras Mm -hmm. and like double vinyl and it's been repressed like multiple times now Mm -hmm. and i think it was i'm trying to remember exactly what his the name of that was that he went under and i just like when i when i heard he passed away. Because I found out about when I found out about this band through our mutual friend. We've already mentioned him one time before. His name is Ben. We call yeah, him Big Ben because he's a yeah. he's mm-hmm. a gentle giant.
0: Oh, Ben's awesome! Yeah. yeah so that is, anybody that knows him knows who he is. Really. So. Yeah, it's just
1: a good friend of ours mm-hmm. that yeah he basically turned me on to that band. Lots of metal. Yeah. Yeah, so he turned me out. Basically, what is what what ended up happening was Eric was diagnosed mm-hmm. with cancer and he passed away mm-hmm. on October thirtieth.
0: Oh yeah. It's November 6th right now at the time of this November 6th, 2021
1: is the time of this recording. So he passed away about a week ago. (laughs) We didn't
0: say that. So
1: basically Mm. he was in, this is, it's, it's so, it's so cool what he did Mm. in, in late, you know, in like two thousands, early two thousands, I think right after Chuck had passed away,
0: Mm.
1: he, he met, uh, He met, he met up with relapse and actually released every, like I said before, released everything onto vinyl. So that way this generation could experience how magnificent, I can't even say that word, how magnificent Mm -hmm. they, all of what they did, what his, what his music did for metal and like how much unknown and people, the fact that people still listen to this nowadays, including myself Mm -hmm. is mind blowing.
0: Oh yeah. And yeah, it's basically like how generation. Like how Star Trek, you know, basically how Star Trek influenced all of today's technology is basically what, you know, Chuck with death did for metal is basically, you know, he he pushed all of the, you know, what everybody thought, you know, you should be doing with metal and everything. Like he was so ahead, like basically was a metal time traveler. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And then seeing, yeah, we're, we're looking at Eric on on the phone too here, man. but it, yeah, rest in peace, brother. You know, Eric, you know, it sucks. You know, I wonder who's in charge of the estate now. and everything. I mean, I'm, you know, not I'm not a hundred. I'm not a somebody Somebody's sure. got it under control and everything and actually gives a shit like Eric did. And so,
1: so, so there's a, there's, there's a post mm-hmm. from their official Facebook page and Eric was running for a little bit of the time. He was, I would, I would assume that he was running and he would actually post a, mm-hmm. um, he would he would actually post a message or whatever every once in a while and I know I know for a fact that he wasn't very his health was declining over the last little while mm. but the fact that he was able to do that and he just basically the, what what he did is the reason' you're, you're still hearing his music Chuck's music nowadays.
0: yeah which is awesome I because mean. now
1: I, I honestly be this is just me corpse I own. All of his repressed material on vinyl and on CD for them for everything's studio released. Mm. Not obviously the band that was before Death in nineteen in the early nineteen eighties. It was called Bantus. That was Chuck's original project. But when I heard Individual Thought Patterns, it totally spoke to me because uh, all a lot of the stuff nowadays, I would say, has a they don't know it. The people who are playing don't know the fact that what they're hearing is unintentional. The fact that they're playing this style that basically he invented. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this it's just, I, for me, it's just mind blowing. And I, I've said this many times already, but how far ahead mm-hmm. he, it, it was. And then you listen to that. It sounds like something that probably would have come out in the 2010- 2010, right. area. <laughs> and you look at the date when it came out. I mean, obviously you can tell vocally, that it's probably from the mid nineties and that's, it's, it's right. basically, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> and aye, aye, aye.
0: yeah. So yeah, not to be all, you know, too, too oh, 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 on death, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know we're, we're, we're guilty of, you know, like, you know, fan fanboying or fan girling fangirling over stuff. But you know, like it, it really is the good stuff though. And that I just, it, it's one of those where you're just like, Holy shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, between, you know, with Death and, like, yeah you know, I don't know if, like, with Niall and all those guys and everything, like, you know, it's just that that sound, like, you're just like, oh, my God, like, that's so different than anything you've ever heard, and you're like, like, okay.
1: And, if, <laughs> and even if you go back, if you go from the 1993 album, mm-hmm. how much different than if you go to 1995's Symbolic? Because oh, basically, like okay, day. so I don't know if you know this story, but basically... After Symbolic, they were done. They weren't gonna make another death record.
0: Oh, I forgot. So
1: the label that they ended up signing with was Mm. which is probably the biggest independent label that's out there now, Mm. at least and I at least I'm pretty sure is Nuclear Blast. Okay, yeah. And a lot of there's a lot of artists. Mm. There is a lot of artists on that on that label. Mm. Um I'll I mean you, you many 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 on you know that. I mean? it, like if you it, pay it, attention
0: to that, you know. If you pay attention to that kind then of, then, of thing, yeah. you'll know exactly what I'm talking you about. See it all over the fucking place. But
1: uh, yeah. yeah, so he re- they, they ended up releasing another album, mm-hmm. but they were already working on something else mm-hmm. for a different band. And what ended up happening was they ended up. Re- I don't know if I've told you this before, but they released, they re-released that like I don't say maybe two three years ago on vinyl for the first time.
0: No, no, and
1: sure. yeah. So the album was called. Sorry, the album was called the Fragile Art of Existence," okay. and this was the first album that could you that Chuck did not sing on, or he may have thrown some vocals in there because he yeah. wanted like a singer, so he could just play guitar.
0: Oh, uh, right. Yes. And it was so different. Mm-hmm. People,
1: if people would have heard that literally when it came out in, in, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't remember exactly when it came out, but it was supposed to be released right around the time when the last death album was released, the sound of perseverance in 1998. Okay. So they right. had all this stuff rewritten for, mm-hmm. you know, this, r- this, this record that they put out under a different oh, name. Oh, shit. Okay. So... There is at least four or five songs on that album mm-hmm. that one of the members names in their DVD they released in 2019, I believe.
0: Oh shit! Okay.
1: And it actually said he actually listens them off, da 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 da, like like four or five songs. And mm-hmm. he's like, all these songs were meant for the uh, the uh, fragile. I, I sorry, I'm like losing my train of thought. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, so the influence that that guy that Chuck had on metal for me is just, is not talked about enough in my personal opinion. Well, yeah, yeah. But that's,
0: yeah, that, that's why we're going to, we're going to beat that one. You know, that one's going to be the submission. That one's <laughs> going to be beaten into submission. You're not going to hear the end of this. No, <laughs> that, that one it's for all the, the, anybody that doesn't know needs to know. Yeah. <laughs> I got gotcha. you.
1: And, and mm. you, and if you, after, you mm-hmm. know, hearing, his music you will you will not forget it because his guitar mm-hmm. style is very very unique
0: definitely recommend yeah and, and the different albums you may like they everybody has their favorite and it's very polarizing you know so listen to get get a feel for all of them and everything you know yeah and would,
1: this is like i know this podcast this this episode is very niche but um yeah but yeah if if you're into that kind of thing it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, highly, it's highly recommended um Rick, is there anything else, anything that you wanted to bring to the table tonight?
0: I, I, let me think here. I mean, this is really just like the, Hey, get to know us, you know, first episode here. So, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, you know, we're both, you know, we're not like, you know, you know, super famous, you know, musicians by any means, but, you know, you know, basically, you know, we, we appreciate from behind the scenes on the music and everything. Oh, absolutely. Know, all that fun stuff, you know. Future music projects, we're still, you know, ta- I'm, I'm going to get you to play bass again at some point. Some point, and probably be more, you know, mellow, you know, stoner Absolutely. metal yeah, that we we'll probably I, work on in right? yeah. one way or another. Yeah. I
1: would imagine. I don't, <laughs> I don't foresee that as uh, going Not out for... and playing, doing seriously, because I don't want it to. Uh, we can record stuff. Y- we can, we're, just, we're yeah, we'll probably <laughs> yeah. just record. You never know. You guys might hear us. Oh, those are those two assholes from this yeah, podcast that we whatever, listen to. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's it's for us. It's not necessarily for anybody else other than ourselves. I just enjoy making music. Yeah. But all that aside, you know, as far as making music, listening to music, you know, we do have other interests that may or may not come up at, you know, in conversation, but that's why we're calling this bullshitting over a couple of brews and not just metal over a couple of brews.
1: (laughs) And, and yeah. And the thing is, Mm -hmm. is if, if you guys have anything to add, if there's anything that you guys want us to talk about, um, yeah. we will, uh, we will put out an email address here at the, at the very end. And mm-hmm. we just literally send us, send us your questions. Mm-hmm. If there's something that you want to talk about, there's uh, music you think that we should check out. Um, so th- at this time I'm going to give out a album that I recommend that I'm going to recommend to anybody, pretty much, pretty much to anybody who, uh, who listens to music. And this is my personal opinion. So I know we talked about earlier about Hendrix mm-hmm. and how big of an influence he had on just pretty much everything guitar, everything music, just the, when he came out, he was just so mind blowing. And mm-hmm. for me, he's just, he's just that once in a generation, uh, yeah. re, just absolutely insanely talented musician. I mean, he played his guitar upside down, basically backwards.
0: Yeah. Cause he was a lefty and they didn't make a left-handed guitar. And I actually watched Ben play, an upside down right hand our guitar. friend ben yes yeah it, it's it's a hell of a thing to see but yeah he didn't restring it because no, I know, you know yeah. you couldn't do that with the old it was old fender right. what was it was a stratocaster mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. but uh yeah no he just played it upside down and then when he got to be you know famous he had Fender coming to him and saying, Oh, we could make you a left-handed guitar. And he was just like, too fucking late now. He's already used to playing upside yep. down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that some shit though? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like anything else. You know, you're your struggling musician, or you know, when you get started out, and then when you blow up and get famous, then when you have all the money, everybody wants to give everything to you for free. I've heard you know Dave Grohl say stuff about that before. And he's like, he has like a warehouse full of drum sets, you know, and he's like, I believe I I don't need these. He's like, <laughs> he has all the money he can, you know, possibly want. Mm-hmm. You know, good for him, of course. But he's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, this is a real fucking, you know, the the evilness of you know the whole situation is everybody gives you things for free when you have all the money you <laughs> yeah. can possibly need to buy it anyway. Yeah. So yeah, you, you, you struggle. All you struggling musicians out there, you know, just hang in there. I guess is what you I can will, say. You, you,
1: I mean, for for Rick and I, we we kind of fell into. Uh we kind of fell into it a little bit. I mean, we have, we have an array. I would call it an array of musician friends, uh, that we kind of refer to good and friends. We, and, we, I mean, and they're good people. They're, they're good, people. Friends, they're good yeah. people. They, they recommend us music. We recommend them music. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, we, It's pretty much, I don't know, kind of don't want to say the title, but bullshit. We bullshit over a couple of brews, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, but, so the the album that I'm going to recommend that everyone check out because this is not like your death metal shit. You know, I'm not gonna. I, I mean, I may recommend that at some point, but just to scare you, or, or work, maybe not. Yeah, we'll
0: work. work up to it. Yeah. You'll work up to it
1: <laughs> because it's 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 uh, definitely an acquired taste. So, the album that I'm going to recommend, and I I couldn't even begin to explain like how big of an impact this one had on me for when I heard it for the first time. It's it's the album Hendrix released in 1970, in March of 1970, it was released on vinyl for the first time. Um, so basically, what it was, it was a live album with his band, the band of gypsies. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one song on there, at least for me, that is absolutely mind blowing because I don't know if it exists anywhere else. I mean, there might be a studio version of it somewhere, but it's uh, it's the song Machine Gun. It's so different than anything else that he's ever written, at least in my opinion. Obviously, all the stuff that he plays is very strange, mm-hmm. but it's just, it. I don't know, just because people weren't doing that on guitar at that point. But mm-hmm. his song's called Machine Gun. It's like 12 and a half minutes long, but it's absolutely fantastic. And I highly recommend everyone out there, even if it's on YouTube, I highly recommend listening to this album, putting it on, and just you know, kind of relaxing or whatever you have If that's your thing or if you want to, you know, if you need to go out, if you want to go outside, go for a run. I mean, that's kind of I mean, you can you can do that if you really want to. But if you have a record player and you can find this for a reasonable price, get it. Well, uh, hopefully it's in good it. condition. I you got you obviously. I uh, <laughs> would think a rational person would be able to look that up and be like, "Oh, that's a piece of shit. I'm not going to buy that because it's in poor shape and it's like fifty cents. I'm not buying that." Yeah. But I found it at a local mm. record store for ten bucks, and You're it talking was in original press. Yes, yeah. absolutely.
0: It's got to be in good condition, but then the record store knows when it's in good condition, and, and, and it and necessary.
1: And, it, and I, I, you know, yeah. I don't know. I'd have to look it up and see how many times mm-hmm. it was repressed. But it was. So it was recorded, it, according to according to the actual Mm. vinyl, it was recorded in January of 1970. And then it was released two and a half months later in March of 1970. Nice. And I, like I said, please, if you can, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's very raw, but it's, I absolutely love it. And I think everybody who, anybody who Mm -hmm. listens to music would enjoy it, Mm -hmm. you know, pop punk, country, metal, black metal, whatever. You mm-hmm. got to have, you, you have to have a, how do I want to say a, call me on here. Have I to have a, an appreciation. Thank you. an a music appreciation, appreciation yep. is mm-hmm. what
0: it is. I mean, the thing is, I mean, like even anybody that's like, Ugh, I'm a metal head and you know, they still like other music. Yes. Everybody's got their favorite kind of music, and But you know, if you their like niche. other stuff and everything, yeah. But yeah, as far as like the, the Jimi Hendrix goes and, and that would have been that album would have come out not long after Woodstock so that was like this guy, after the famous Woodstock you know performance which actually I just recently found out that when by the time Jimi Hendrix came yeah. on there weren't that many people there apparently I didn't realize this like there was a lot less people it was like all fucking crazy and shit apparently like everybody was all fucking like yeah. Already trashed and everything, and like oh yeah, know, they're probably yeah they're early. probably in another
1: fucking world. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> was, I'm sure he was too.
0: Jimi Hendrix came, you ever on. heard the?
1: I mean the the Star Spangled. <laughs> I mean you heard the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, I've it's, seen the video. Of so it too. so it's that basically cool is job. like
0: a protest song yeah, because of the way you can hear the, playing. you can hear like,
1: the, wee, it sounds like a, it's like literally like bombs hitting the ground. Like that's what he was doing yeah, with his, absolutely. you know,
0: with the like the shit that he was doing on the the chord work and really like on the strings. And like yeah. I was like, what the fuck man? Like,
1: but, but yeah. So going mm-hmm. back to that, uh, that entire album is amazing. Uh, it's six tracks, mm-hmm. but it, 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 like I said, if you have, if you have an hour or so mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta check that out. And like I said, you can you can pretty much you can find it on YouTube maybe not as like a full video but you'd be able to find it as like song by song by song by song mm-hmm. and you can go from there but highly highly recommend Yeah, get out yeah. there and, and start expanding your horizons so Rick do you have any any albums that you would recommend to our listeners out there that <sighs> they should check out
0: oh there's always something
1: I know but I mean is there anything in that realm or is there something another subgenre um, that you would recommend
0: Um, 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 um. let's see uh, I will say there is a lot to be said for like, uh, uh, and I'm saying it and I'm, I'm just going to try not to be like, like, like I'm a Valley girl now <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Like> after drinking <laughs> a little bit too much of an 11 and a half or there. Whoops. No, uh, um, tolerance is low. The, uh Instrumental, like the, the stoner rock and stoner metal and stuff. Sure. Instrumental. Mm-hmm. It's, and don't get me wrong, you know lyrics are great. You know I know people really like to listen to music for the lyrics, you know, and that's yeah, that's cool. I know, I know, a lot but of people, but hearing to the instrumental yeah. side, mm-hmm. it it's from a musician perspective, it's more freeing sometimes, yeah, because you're not anchored in with mm-hmm. the lyrics and everything. absolutely. So, listening to bands like Earthless, holy okay. fuck like yes and actually going and like we went and saw Earthless twice i do believe mm-hmm. fucking awesome like there's no other way to emphasize like the seeing the emotion coming out of the lead guitar player it's While it's he's playing it's absolutely he's just, you can see like as the you know, and they just play basically straight through You know, with the occasional like him stepping over to a microphone off to the side of the, you know, he doesn't have lyrics in front of him. And And they do, they do. But when they're not playing and, you know, also singing though, right, you could tell he's just, he feels, he's feeling the music and it's like, that is fucking fantastic. Like, there's no way other than, you know, just to say like, holy shit, like, Mm -hmm. I, when I was standing there, like just observing, like the the stage feel and yes. all, you could tell those three yes. guys were all locked in. Mm-hmm. And you know, the bass player, of course, you know, I can't remember any of their names. I know you're a lot better at remembering
1: that, those. That those I'm not but, too familiar with their names. I pretty much just their music is just absolutely mind blowing. So I, what I will, I will add this tidbit of information that you probably don't know. Mm so they they had a label and I don't remember the label that mm-hmm. is reproducing it but they are remastering all of their oh. i believe all of their albums and they're putting them out on vinyl in january so, like, the original EP that was released in, like, oh, in the early 2000s.
0: So, what you're saying is I need to set some money aside for those. Then? I mean. Because that's probably, what, Holy Mountain and then fucking. No, no,
1: no, no, no. Wrong, wrong, wrong band.
0: Oh, fuck. That's sleep. My bad. No, no, no. <laughs> as soon as I said that, Jesus Christ. Wow. Yep. we Have another drink. No. Fuck. God damn it. Now I'm all thrown off because I knew what I was thinking of. It doesn't even matter. It's just whatever the, the, like what, two or three albums in there. And everything. were fucking solid. Holy mountain. Jesus. I can't (laughs) wait. Okay. So
1: funny story. There actually is a, there actually is a shirt, a printing company called Holy mountain, I think.
0: Yeah. I can't even. Anyway. Anyway. So I'm faux pawing on names, but yes, the Mm -hmm. unearthed or earthless. Earthless. Jesus. Wow, man. Okay. So earthless (laughs) is an
1: instrumental (laughs) band from San Diego, California. And what a a fun fact about earthless Mm -hmm. Is they play? I'm just laughing at this guy because he's getting shit mixed up.
0: No, I'm drinking too much good beer and fucking it up and really.
1: everything. So, so yeah, that so they is. actually use guitar <laughs> pedals mm-hmm. to get a wham wham sounds mm-hmm. uh, from a place here in this northeast Ohio area in the United States. Uh, mm-hmm. They get it's Earthquaker. It's Earthquaker mm-hmm. devices. And Rick and I actually, when See, we were in a band stuff now, fuck you.
0: <laughs> I do. I do actually remember I things. I just completely. I fucked that one up. So, so they, yeah.
1: so when we were in a band together with two other guys, mm-hmm. uh, we actually got a tour of their factory and it's pretty insane.
0: Yeah. We'll name them Adam and Brian by first name. Yeah. yeah. I Adam just,
1: I, I wasn't sure how you wanted to do that, yeah. but anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. so we got a tour that of stuff. that and we, and then to come to find out that mm-hmm. they go and they do a, Live session Mm -hmm. at the Earthquaker Studio. Mm -hmm. There's actually a YouTube video of the whole of the live performance at the Earthquaker Studio. Them using their pedals, which are Mm -hmm. top notch. Oh, they're expensive as
0: fuck. So have fun, all you guitar players out there. But I will tell you, if
1: you if you do get your hands on one of those, it is a thousand percent worth it. And their products are fantastic.
0: Just go to Earthquaker Day. They have it. It's every year. I, I don't know what, what's going on now. And fucking the, we, we,
1: we, land, So but. we actually did. We actually went. And they actually had a guitar riff festival there. Mm-hmm. And it was part of the day of all the bands playing. And then off to the side. I actually had a friend of mine who is a UPS driver. He comes and delivers to, work, to our work. He has our route when I, where I work. And he comes in and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a guitar player. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, uh, uh, he's like, I'll, I might see it Earthquaker Day. So I ended up going. He ended up winning the guitar riff competition. Uh,
0: remember, John? Nice. He did win it then. Yeah, because remember, awesome. we went yeah. and we were just, we were kind of oh, sitting there. Oh, you're right. He had the big flying V fucking guitar. That's right. Wasn't that him? He had a. Yeah, he
1: he, he had a, I can't even, I I, I might have him, I might have to ask him about that.
0: I thought it was a flying V, like a, it was a white guitar, wasn't it? No, no,
1: no, 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 no. It was a, you, it it almost, it it almost looked like a, more of like a rock and roll guitar.
0: Was it? I thought Um, he was the one with the fucking big old V fucking flying, the classic big V guitar or whatever. I thought that was him. No. Oh, say I—I thought that was your body or anything. Okay. No, the guy. Well, I was mistaken. Guy, no,
1: he was. <laughs> so he's. So Whoops. so he's got a, it's more of like a I want to say like something like Elvis would play.
0: Oh, like a like an old steel guitar. It right?
1: was an older. It was an older look, and it was it I was, was not like that. a really like a metal fuck looking it. guitar. Dude, I must have been drinking that day
0: too. <laughs> what the up. fuck was I on? I shit, man. <laughs> I thought and, your buddy was the one with the big flying V or whatever.
1: I don't know. I'll have to ask him, but yeah. I, I could have sworn it wasn't. He, he's, cause he's, he's a metalhead, but he's not like, uh, he's more into like the, uh, Iron Maiden. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Uh, like yeah, kind of so. more like the eighties mm-hmm. metal or whatever, but I'm sure he mm-hmm. likes, I'm sure he likes uh, Slayer and shit like that. So, right. mm-hmm. but anyway, <laughs> so yeah, if there's anything else, uh, that you want to add, I guess, um, so this is our first time doing an episode, mm. and we actually had an absolute blast. Outside of me spilling beer on Rick Smiles, and he's
0: oh, I know, I'll be all right. Man. Even though I was just like, like he's died like, a fucking little inside because really? like I've tried to get more of these like, yeah, not to geek out and really, but like it's a really good like, it's a logitech fucking what is this anywhere mx like dark field fucking you know good you know wireless you know usb mouse knowing and, and like i look down and i'm like uh mouse is never gonna be the same ever again. He's like, you asshole. i hope it fucking still works put it in some rice <laughs> like a
1: cell phone but anyway so so yeah if, if rick doesn't have anything to add what yeah. i will do is is i will add this in saying that we we had an absolute blast doing mm-hmm. this, and we will be doing. I would say probably by the time this comes out, we may have a couple mm-hmm. more episodes in the in the in the on the back burner for for you guys. Uh, and eventually, you will actually hear somebody else than us two assholes here talking. Bullshit. Yeah,
0: we'll have some guests. We'll man.
1: have some guests. We're we we i have got a I've I do have a couple. I want to say they mm-hmm. probably are lined up right now. Uh, people in people in the beer industry because that's another thing that we'll be talking about a lot mm-hmm. is. We, both of us love craft beer mm-hmm. and till there's, there are some people out there who fucking hate craft beer, which to each their own, but, yeah. um,
0: well, they're the ones that like bud light. So that's well, it's cool, fine.
1: It? And it's fine. Cause we do have a couple of friends, Josh,
0: or even, and, well, no, like that's the thing. Like, you know, the champagne even, of beers, I'll be, I'll is be okay. honest with
1: you. I, so I, 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 none of you guys know, out here, know Josh, but some people might. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna ask him if he has any Miller. No, 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 high life no, 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 I can steal no, no Stop, him. stop. No, no, listen, listen. Here,
1: <laughs> he's not drinking. Did he stop? I think so.
0: Oh, well, I'll ask him. why. I think it's he's lost. I think
1: he's lost weight because he's. Well, yeah, that's, that's. I'm that's pretty, pretty sure drug. he's.
0: It actually does help, and it, yeah. it does. Uh, I mean, just
1: carbs, ask. I mean, yeah. honestly, just ask Ben.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, anybody that's you know, if you cut weight, well, I don't drink that often. I don't either. So, thankfully for that, but that of course then you have no tolerance. But yeah, anyway, it's, it's yeah,
1: and <laughs> and I guess to some people it's 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 kind of weird going out to the yeah. bar, you know, and seeing people drinking because you used to do that. But Ben tells me it's, it's not. Still fine. Ben Ben and tells me it's not a big deal. No.
0: Yeah. Well, once you get away from it, and you're okay. I mean, everybody's different. I'm sure with that. Anyway. But Yeah. Uh, anyway. anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so for for what you want, what, what mm-hmm. everybody wants to know is is, uh, when will you guys hear from us again? Who knows? But yeah. well, we probably will have, like I said before, we'll have a couple uh, episodes on the back burner, mm-hmm. and you will hear from us again soon. Hopefully, before the end of the year, or mm-hmm. if by the time this 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 comes out, it might be twenty twenty two. Who knows?
0: Oh well, yeah, but that's not that far away. So <laughs> no, I know that <laughs> isn't really that good. far away. But, uh, flies, we'll try to get yeah. we'll try to get
1: everything lined up. Um, mm. We'll get you a we'll get you an email address. Yep. So it's bs bs at gmail.com, something like that.
0: Uh, that's that's probably gonna be the bsoa uh, okay, cob. Okay, so we're gonna
1: okay, so we're gonna do that. It's, All right. Yeah,
0: we'll just do it just like we do with the band names and stuff. You know, so, bullshit over a couple of brews. Okay, that hey, I'm totally cool so with that. Just take the first letter of every one of those words, and there you go.
1: So it'll be it'll be something mm-hmm. along those lines. Uh, mm-hmm. What we'll do is we will, once we have social media, which we don't at this moment uh, of recording this, we will get you an email address and send us questions, and you can just mm-hmm. refer back to the episode when of me fucking up the email address.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no. Well, that we haven't made it yet. We're kind of fucking you know, cart before in the, infant, the horse in, again, in, in infant stages. Yeah, we're, we're we're just totally just like running the cart out in front of the horses, letting the horses push the cart along. Hey, I'm totally here, so. totally cool with that. <laughs> totally cool with that. So So
1: if so if if if, mm-hmm. if Rick doesn't have anything else to add to this episode, I think we uh I think mm-hmm. we're gonna call it make it make it a wrap on our first episode of
0: This is Bullshit Over a couple of brews. This is Corbs and I'm Rico. Signing out PCO Keep it metal kids, later on y'all.